Welcome inside the Glory Road podcast. Billy Beebe back with you just before the NBA season is set to take place. We're two days away from the Cleveland Cavaliers being back in basketball action. Unbelievable to think about as a day before, actually it was on my birthday, the Cavs shut down, the NBA shut down March 10th. Uh, it's oh, been since March 10th that the, the Cavs have played back with me. Dan the man, Galinsky, is, is here to break down what will be an extremely interesting um, I think start to the Cavaliers season. And I think that'll uh, tell the rest. My hope is it starts interesting and then they can kind of keep some consistency because after last year, I think we're good as far as, you know, you wouldn't think a terrible team had that much drama, but that was the Cavs um, past last year. We're moving on to this year, Dan, we're going to get in some, some topics on the Cavaliers uh, changes. They've got a couple preseason games under the belt. Nice to see that they chose to play four. They got to decide between two and four. They chose four. Um, some good, some bad, some really, really, really bad. As their last game, they looked a little rough. But let's start with the question, the kind of look that everybody wants to talk about, everyone wants to know about. Fifth overall pick, Isaac Okoro, had some flash, some really good plays. He shot better than expected. He got national attention. He did a lot of things really well. Is he going to start is the question that I think everyone wants to know. They want to break it down. Um, I did some research on that. I know a lot of guys in our KingJamesGospel.com group were talking about that. That's our Cavaliers website through FanSided. Dan, um, I think the biggest problem is Jetty had a really great preseason. And I am a Jetty hater. I don't like Jetty. I don't think he's that good. I think he has had a chance to prove that he should start. And I think we're, we're getting a little bit better. But it looks like Jetty might have won that job. Your, your thoughts on that? I think Jetty for now, I, I think maybe the first maybe 10, 8 to 10 games, I think he'll be the starter at the three. I, I'm, I'm not a lover of Jetty by any stretch either. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that one. I, I think they just – they know what they have in him. He, he struggles against starting threes a lot of the time. Um, it, it was good to see him do well in preseason, I guess, as a shooter. Um, but the Cavs really need a Coro's defense. Uh, even if it's at the three, which I, I think he's more suited to play anyhow. But um, I, I think Jay, for now, just with what he showed in the preseason, looked sharp offensively. Um, I, I think he'll start off at the three, but I, I think fairly early on, probably eight, ten games in, it'll, it'll probably be more of a kind of a bench roll, bench kind of point forward at times type guy. Yeah, so um, with Jetty, you know, I think that term you said that people understand and like that term um, when they say, you know what you have in him, it's that term that I don't like. We know exactly what we're throwing out there, and it, it's kind of that situation where you say, I don't think things are going to change. I don't care what kind of preseason was had. I think you know what you have. He had a chance to get better. I think last year was year three. And he really yeah. looked worse. He looked a lot worse. And he looked like he didn't improve on what he should have. And there's not – there wasn't one thing that you're like, oh, Jetty does blank. You know, like you said he runs a point forward, sure. But, again, it's like now he wants to go out as a shooter a little bit. He did shoot it well. But, I don't know, it's kind of back and forth. So, let's flip to Okoro, who we, we were all excited to see. Really good preseason. Obviously, that game winner in the first game with a defensive stop. I think he made some defensive plays. Uh, he hit some shots that we were all really impressed by. I think the consistency of his shot, everybody was really impressed by. So those are some things that we saw that can kind of earn him that spot. 
Um, at least in my opinion, he shot it better than we thought. He played the defense we thought he would, and he's completely healthy. No injury concerns. That's extremely um, positive for the Cavaliers who just don't want to have to worry about that, especially with the Garland situation and the idea that, um, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. They, they didn't get a regular preseason. They didn't get a regular training camp. So that's what's hitting for me. That's why I think Okoro should start. Obviously, other little things like upside and um, stuff like that. And, you know, I, I don't think Jetty's it. I don't think – I think he could fit well as, as the backup. But um, what did you like out of Okoro from these couple of games and just overall that you think he should be starting on Wednesday night? Yeah, you really hit on it there. Um, I just think defensively he adds uh, versatility for you. Um, just in today's league, it's so – kind of guys need to, if they communicate well through, um, need to be able to switch at least at the wing positions. Um, but he's, he's a lot more than that. He can guard um, lead guards if need be in big lineups for you. Um, he's just a guy that you can put on realistically one through three. I think a lot of the time he can guard like the primary scorer on those kind of lineups. Well, let um, me ask you this, Dan. Sorry to cut you off. Um, no, you're good. So th- that's been the narrative, right? He wants to guard the best guy. The Cavaliers think he can, blah, blah, blah. Is that too much for a rookie to just say, hey, Okoro's got – I mean, at times it'll be LeBron. It'll be Harden. It'll be – I know they're, they're kind of trying to play more area games, but, I mean, same thing. He'll have Old Depot. He'll have, you know, Warren, um, maybe Blake Griffin, maybe Derrick Rose, whatever. He'll have the best player on a team that we're playing. Is that too much to ask, even for a guy that's kind of stern with defense? Well, I just think a lot of the time if, with rookies, I mean, there's a lot of them that defensively you kind of can have that opinion. I get it. But just with his build, he's, he's, got, he's long enough at 6'10", wingspan, um, and he's so physically built already and, and just polished there. Um, and, and offensively, I, I understand he's, he's got a ways to go as a shooter. We need to see the consistency more. I'm not going to read into the preseason in that way um, a whole lot. But he finishes through contact, initiates it well. And I, I just think with the Cavs, I think kind of going forward, they want to be able to at least a good amount of time get up and down, and, and he's really good in transition. Um, and I, I just think the, the handle isn't tremendous by any stretch, but I think in pick and roll he can play make more – looking onward than Jetty um, just can create space a little bit better than Osman, who's again, a better shooter right now. But as you alluded to, the upside is just much higher with the Coro and where the Cavs are right now. It's just, they might as well just put the kid in. All right. So before we jump to the rest of his competition, we talked about Jetty. Uh, if you had to vote, is he starting opening night? Is it Okoro or is it Osman? Well, if it were up to me, it'd be a Coro, but I, I think we'll see Jetty initially just because of the pandemic, the short, really historic short turnaround um, for rookies. I, I would bet that Jetty would be the opening night start at the three for now. Okay, let's jump to his other competition, Dan. Dylan Windler and Kevin Porter Jr. I'm going to go on record. I don't think Kevin Porter Jr. is a small forward. That is my opinion. I don't think he's big enough. And I just think his style and how he operates is more shooting guardish, even point guardish at times. I think he just fits better. I think he's six four, 
which is even small for a shooting guard at times. So I think he's more set for that. Those are my reasons besides the, the off the court trouble for Porter. And it doesn't look like he's going to get worked back into the lineup quickly. Um, it looks like the Cavs are really, I don't want to say punish him, but they, it's just like, you don't get to do these things and then just jump back into basketball. And I think that's an okay tone to set for the Cavaliers and their young players. And then Windler, who missed an entire year after looking really good in um, Las Vegas, is it Las Vegas Summer League? He was in yeah, Utah, like, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. So he looked really good there, but then hurt his leg for the entire year. Um, I actually went and watched him in Canton. I thought he was really fun for those games, but then they shut him down again. Uh, that is a concern, obviously. You know, is he healthy? Can he stay healthy? What kind of injury was that? Is it one of many, blah, blah, blah. And then he just looked rough. I, th I thought he looked really tough in this preseason. I don't think he did what we hoped he would. Um, those are my reasons. I think Windler and Porter aren't going to challenge Okoro to get that spot. What do you think on those two guys? Uh, start off with Windler. I actually liked what Lindler, Windler showed in preseason. The shot, I just figured he was going to be rusty in preseason um, just because he has – didn't play with the Cavs last year at all. I just think that's his thing. That's his thing. He's a shooter. So I think people really wanted him to come out, you know, hitting those threes, popping the threes. Again, if you watch the Utah footage, I think people were like really impressed that he could just kind of almost do a step back behind one pick and make it really deep and hit. So I think people were a little upset with that, but continue. Yeah. I just think defensively, I thought he looked good. Um, positional defense was good for a guy that hasn't been in, playing basketball very often um, for such a long period. And I just think his ability to rebound the ball, e even at 6'6", and a guy that's honestly slender build at that, I thought that really stood out. Um, and there are a number of times where he had good cuts and guys just couldn't really get it to him. And a lot of that's just from lack of familiarity. Um, but I, I thought his handle looked decent. Uh, he, he looks rusty as a shooter, yeah, but I, I just think it's a good guy that um, could be kind of like a security blanket for for drivers for the Cavs. I think after a couple games, he'll he'll get into a shooting groove um, when we see him out there. We'll have to see as far as where, what position he's at. Um, primarily, I think he'll be at the two initially. I, I, like, I don't really buy into Dante Exum that much at the backup one. I think Porter, um, pretty early on, I mean, he'll – Probably he has his stuff, I mean, the, the rust and personal stuff. Um, but I, I think he'll play at the one a fair amount with Windler at the two and maybe Jetty at the three um, in, in some lineups. But I, I was I liked what I saw from Windler. I'm not going to make a huge deal out of the lack of shot initially. I think he'll be fine. Yeah, Windler, uh, for those who, you know, haven't gotten a peek at him, I, I'm not calling him a bust yet. Guy does a lot of good things really well. He moves. He's always moving. He's a smart basketball player. Like you said, he gets rebounds um, both because of hustle and just positioning. He's smart. He knows those kind of things. Um, good segue, though, Dan. Let's let's finish off um, this little part of the small forwards with Kevin Porter. We know his offseason issues. We know, in a way, legally he's passed them. All his charges were dropped. What do you think is the situation as far as playing? Is he going to be out a week? Is it is it the Cavs are going to play him but limited and then he's back in? Or are we not going to see this guy for a month till they really want to get him reacclimated? 
Well, I, I just think for him, I think it'll probably be maybe four or five games. I think it could be reasonable until he's back in there, um, at least playing like a legit role. Uh, we could see him kind of in spot minutes for spurts, but I just think um, considering that he's avail- the availability is uncertain for the opener, I think that honestly tells a lot. Um, just because from the jump last year, I mean, it took him some time to get rolling, but he did play a fair amount of mis- minutes right away. So um, I-, I think just kind of as you alluded to, um, it- it's it's going to take him some time to get back in there. I would think maybe three, four games uh, until we really see him getting real minutes. All right, let's 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 transition over. Here's Here's a tough question, all right? The best player on the Cavaliers is blank. I, I got to go with Colin right now. I, I just think wow. for, for him, I, I know he's got to do, he's got to make strides in other areas, um, but it was good to see him, how he progressed as a passer toward the end of last year. I think that really halted his growth, at least the pandemic. Right. Um, I, I thought he kind of turned a corner there, but I just think with, I don't know, just the efficiency last year um, that he had, which really was night and day compared to the year prior, um, just how he's improved physically uh, since his rookie year, um, ability to change speeds, which his first year he was just like running with reckless demand in it seemed. So I just think for him, it's for me, it's him right now. You could argue love, sure, but I, I just, with love, he's, pretty much plateaued at this point is like a 17 and 10 guy. I don't really see him getting any better in that way. And just with the laundry list of injuries um, he's had, I just, I don't, I just put Colin there for now. Um, my main concern was Sexton, Dan, then I'm glad you picked him. Uh, it's that first half of the season is always just terrible. So far, I mean, only two years in, but two years in a row to start his career, horrible. I mean, remember the rookie year, there were like veterans reporting that uh, they didn't think he belonged in the NBA, which I never, I never bought that. At that time, the veterans were like Channing Fry and Tristan Thompson. I didn't think they'd ever say something like that. But um, move forward to the next year, again, he was not good and did not have it and, and came along really slowly in the first half. And I wrote an article a while back, um, bold predictions, or uh, I think it was goals. I wrote three goals for Colin Sexton. One of them was be good in the first half of the season, be consistent, be as good as in game 10, as you are in game, uh, it'd be now 72. Right. I think that's the biggest problem for him. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I, I just think last year he had a really bad December. I think it was like made like, I want to say like two threes in the whole month or something. Yeah. But um, I, I, even with that month, um, he still shot over 38% from three. I just think with how he's improved as a shooter um, since he's been with the Cavs as opposed to in college when that was – I mean, aside from free throws, it was so up and down with him um, and really didn't have a three ball in college, at least not much of one. I just think what he's shown in that way is, is – I just think we'll see that more going forward. And Early on last year, it was an adjustment for him playing alongside Garland so often. I think we'll see as far as Garland and, and the sexual and backcourt. I mean, who knows there. But 
Um, I, I just think he'll have more familiarity with guys here. Um, I, I don't think I don't think that minor ankle injury is is a huge thing for him. I think he'll be fine. Um, but I, I just think with what he's shown and the worker he is, um, I, I just think in year three he's just ready to roll. All right. Dan, we're going to do some quick yes or no's to finish out for the Cavaliers season preview here. Um, you know, I, I like to think it's just kind of a what pops into your head, you know, that the statement that you hear is a yes or a no. All right? Yep. Jim Bickerstack is a good coach for the Cavaliers. Yes. Colin Sexton will average more than 20 points. Yes. Andre Drummond will be a good player for the Cleveland Cavaliers. No. Uh, Kevin Love will be on the Cavaliers at the end of the year. Yes. Darius Garland will have a better year this year than last year. Yes. The Cavaliers will make a midseason trade. Yes. And Jetty Osmond will be on the Cavaliers at the end of the year. Uh, I'll say no, actually. Okay. Um, after a little quick round – Reason I ask those questions, Dan, we'll start with Jetty. I think that's the most tradable contract in the NBA. He has still other teams think he has a little bit of flash. I think it's only like nine million a year, stuff like that. Um, yeah, yeah, I just I think they move him pretty easy. I heard you on that. Uh, more importantly, let's go to Drummond. You gave a no on Andre Drummond being good. Scrap. Let's not talk about the threes. I don't. I don't. I don't really want to get into that because I really don't think he's going to hoist him too much. I want to talk about the lies being fed down Cavs fans' throats. Do not tell me he's going to be the defensive player of the year, please. And, oh. and, and it makes me trust Bickerstaff less that he's pushing that narrative. And it's like, dude, we don't know what we even have here. Please do not, you know, go time after time. I know you have hopes, and I know you have to talk about your players. But, I mean, let's see how this guy fits. But, uh, you know, I, I like Drummond as a rebounder. I like him at times as an offensive player, and I hope he's motivated in a contract year, but what are your major gripes with him that you don't think he'll be good for us? Well, I, that's just like the defensive player of the year stuff is just hogwash. I mean, I guess he, he somehow got one vote for that. I think it was one first-place vote this past season. I don't know what in the hell whoever did that was thinking. No, I don't think anybody does. Um, it all have what that guy's having anyway. <laughs> or woman, I don't remember. But, um, yeah, he just – it happened in Detroit very often. The guy, I mean, really can't even hit free throws and would occasionally be, like, shooting pull-ups. Um, you'd see him throwing, I don't know, like Pete Maravich passes at times. I, I never understood that. Um, thinks he's Lonzo Ball with his full court passes occasionally. Um, we saw a little bit of that in preseason. I guess it is preseason. You'll have that. But he just, for a big, the guy thinks he's a unicorn. He's not at times and has too many unnecessary turnovers, really doesn't, thinks he has a handle, really doesn't. I'm not going to say he does from, like, open court run, or I guess, um, <laughs> yeah, it, from, like, workout videos and the off season, nobody really cares about that anyway. Uh, he's just, I don't know, just not self-aware enough. If if he can be, that's 
that helps him and the Cavs, at least I would think it helps him for a future contract. But I yeah, just that's, – That's the big thing. Do you, is the contract year, is that – I mean, does that mean anything to you that it's like, hey, maybe he's not – especially uh, Rudy Gobert signed today. Oh, God. So, you know, his market's going to be wide open. He'll be the guy, I guess, center-wise. But, um, I mean, you got to think, right, the threes might tone down the passes, right, the handle, the jumpers. Like, he'll just do what he does so he can get his money so he can end up in Charlotte, right? Because that's yeah. what I'm <laughs> Yeah, that's probably a fair – yeah, probably fair. I don't know. It's – I don't know. The dude just – there's not much – to say about like I, I haven't seen him be exercise health awareness last few years in Detroit and Pistons fans would just be have a huge gripe with Drummond just because we know what he is at this point he's a force inside he's really strong he's a gr- tremendous rebounder um, he at least carves out space as a roller good screener um, and when he's locked in defensively he can have an impact but you just don't see it enough. Um, kind of gambles too often and doesn't – I mean, he has a seven-foot-six wingspan, but doesn't really seem to use verticality enough um, defensively just because a lot of the time he seems to be out of position. For I mean, he seems like a pretty heady defender, but we just – we don't see it enough. I, I don't know if, how engaged he's going to be as the year progresses and um, if he – Hoist threes, I just know that that's going to piss bigger staff off and staff. So hopefully it's not a, a beeline situation here, but I just I, I don't see Drummond as a long-term fit in, in any way, personally. Uh, I, I did like him talking junk on Mitch Robinson. I, I thought that was fun that he's just trying to get back to just – Oh, that's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. At least he has a little bit of confidence. And, like, people say he doesn't love the game which is like, at least, he, at least he still feels like he's the big dog, whatever. But, um, all right, uh, Dan, finishing up here, give me a win total prediction and then give me a bold prediction for the 2021 Cleveland Cavaliers. Win prediction, uh, shit, I'll, I'll go with 26 wins. I, I think, I think they will be improved. I, I think Bickerstaff, um, just his ability to manipulate lineups, I think a core will help. Uh, I think Windler will bring a spacing element to them. I, I think Garland, I don't know if he's a long-term guy, but I, I think he'll improve. I think that'll play out. And I, I just think they'll be able to stagger things. I think Dotson will help. He's a shooter. Um, and bold prediction, I'll say uh, – I don't know. I'll say Sexton puts up 24 game, I guess, is a bold prediction. I think it's possible. Uh, that's probably too bold, but just, I don't know, with what he showed last year, I, I think he's really locked and loaded. I think as the year progressed, he adjusted better off the ball, especially, I think, uh, I, I just think the added playmaking around him will will kind of just make his his job easier um and i guess that's that's what i'll go with for now great dan uh thanks for hopping on and and the Cavs 
get a nice start. They'll get to be playing Charlotte on Wednesday night. Um, so that'll be a nice start for them to try and grab a win. Appreciate you jumping on. Check out King James Gospel. Dan's producing stuff. I'm producing stuff. That'll be everything you need Cavaliers-wise. And uh, we'll have more content up both on Spotify and on YouTube for the Glory Road Podcast. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thanks as always, man.